Howdy ho, listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of Cut the Shit. I'm your host, Katie, and this is destined to be one of my favorite episodes because the wonderful Anna Quaddy is here. <laughs> Anna is by far the smartest person I've ever met, but also the most considerate and genuine. If I had to describe her as I do right now, I guess, I would say that she's the type of person who asks you how your day is going and actually wants to know the answer. Um, we need more people like her in this world, so I recommend listening close to the wise words of Anna Quaddy. Also, this episode wouldn't be complete without some more shameless self-promotion, so as always, feel free to send me a voice message that I can play on air at anchor.fm slash with Katie. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Katie Brisket, and of course, please don't forget to rate us five stars or like the podcast wherever you are listening. Let's hop into it. Cut the shit. Cut the shit. Everybody help us cut the shit. Join us while we cut the shit. Welcome to the podcast, Anna. Thanks for having me, Katie. Have you ever done a podcast before? No, I've never done anything like a podcast before. Oh, exciting. Yes, I'm very excited. Also a little nervous, but that's normal. It's just yeah. a conversation. Yes, I'm excited to be talking with you. Yeah, um, I would first like everyone to know that you're the 2019 Lincoln Award winner. Yes, it's one of my um, most prized honors. It's a made-up award, but <laughs> it has just as much glory as a Nobel Peace Prize in my mind. Basically. Yeah. Basically. It took just about as much work as well. <laughs> good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, so I always start with how we I met the person. Mm -hmm. And with some people, I have very distinct memories of meeting them. I don't really have one with you. Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I don't have one with you either. Great, great. But <laughs> I can say that I don't remember um, like ever having a conversation with you until high school yeah same for me it was I think AP psych I like walked in on the first day and I saw you there and I think we had like talked before in general mm -hmm. and I was talking to you because like we were the only like the first two there in the class and I wasn't sure if I should I don't sit have next that specific of a memory but I was like not sure if I should sit next to you or not so I sat in front of you like diagonally from you oh smart and move I sat down there and then we were talking or whatever and then Somebody else came and sat by me, and then somebody else sat by you. But then the next day I came in, and you're like, Anna, why didn't you sit by me yesterday? And I was oh, like, Oh, I said that? Yeah. And I was like, mm -hmm. I, I wasn't really sure if I should, but okay. now I know that I should have. And that's it's pretty I ballsy we of me just to ask, like, why well, didn't you sit right next to me? I kind of needed that because I needed to know that we were friends. Oh, yeah. So well, that was good. I'm kind of friends with anyone I have a decent interaction with. So it was, it was, you could just yes. assume next time. Right. Well, right. I mean, we're already friends, so you wouldn't have to assume. But right. Um, that's a good move, though tactically <laughs> because then it's like okay I'm still near the person that I have a friendly enough banter with but then I'm not assuming anything exactly and especially since picking your seat that's like it's forever that yeah it's permanent that way I could like be near you and talk to you still but then if things went poorly you went then I wasn't like we didn't end up sitting I don't think we remembered I don't think we sat next to each other very permanently after that actually but I don't think you would have liked sitting next to me I don't know I was, I uh, I'm a very talkative student. That's okay. I sat next to somebody that was also very talkative. AP Psych was a time, man. Yeah. That class was 
wild wild to say yeah. the least i sat next to carly davis and she'd get mad at me because <laughs> i would shout out carly i don't know if you listen but she'd get mad at me because she would say a joke that i thought was funny but she wouldn't say it loud enough for everyone to hear so then i would just say it loud enough and then everyone would laugh and i don't know if she liked that or not but in my mind i was helping her get the laughs that it deserved right yeah. but with all the credit that's probably the part you didn't like (laughs) probably probably um yeah so i should also mention i don't know if you listened to megan price's episode uh but i've started her episode by saying there are one of there are three people that i'm not related to by blood that i'd be like all right i'd take a bullet for you you're one of them oh my gosh when you said that about megan i was like Oh my gosh, what an honor. I wonder who the two other yeah. people are. Well, that's incredible. We're still Katie. holding we're holding out for the third one. Oh my gosh. But I feel so honored. Of course. Wow. Yes. That's even bigger than the Lincoln Award for me. Oh wow. Perfect. Wow. Thanks, Katie. Of course. You deserve it. Thank you. Um, I have a question. Yes. I have a lot of questions. Yes. <laughs> but the the first one is prior to our sitting near each other in AP Psych, <laughs> we had freshman biology to- together. Do you remember that? Oh, no, I don't remember. Freshman year, I was pretty sick. Like, I yeah. was not in school a lot of the time. I was time. going to ask you, and if this is bad, if no, you don't want to totally talk about it. talking about it. What was it, may I ask? Because I remember you would, yes. like, come in and out of class, and no one knew why. It was, like, a mystery. Right. It was all pretty mysterious that whole year for everyone, except me and, like, three other people at yeah. school. I had, like, a mental breakdown oh, my no. going into freshman year um, when I was 14, about to turn 15. And it had a lot to do with, like, the change of high school, going into high school. Um, Yeah, yeah, I put a lot of pressure on myself just because everybody hypes high school up so much about, like, these next four years will define where Mm -hmm. you go to college, who you're going to be, what your opportunities are. And so I just kind of, like, freaked out about the whole thing and had, like, a mental breakdown. And I was hospitalized for three months. So it was partial... Like, I was obviously, like, I lived at home, and then I went to, like, a hospital for half the day, and then I would go to school for half the day. Hmm. And it was a time. It was interesting. really interesting. Well, you didn't miss anything in freshman not, bio. Not in freshman <laughs> biology, no. And thankfully, all my teachers were really understanding. And yeah. I was able, my parents were really great, and I had a really good support system, so I was able to get through that. But That's awesome. I'm yeah. happy you did. Me I remember too. I would, like, see you, and we were like, what's going on? Yeah, everybody, and then I had like a s- sad suspicion that something like that happened, but I didn't really tell anybody because yeah. my doctors told me not to. They were like, "Just don't tell anybody what you're doing." So like, people would come up to me. That's like, kind of shitty advice. Are you? I know. Was like looking back on it now, it just caused a lot more problems because like to this day, then like it was embarrassing to like talk about it because like it was. Well, I'm honored that you're talking about it now, right. and I can cut this out if you like. Well, no, this is totally fine. Okay. I'm, like much more open about it now it was just like really scary at the time because like yeah I'd never gone through anything like and you don't really hear anyone no going through similar things either right and it was kind of extreme and like yeah there was just like nobody knew what was going on like kids would come up and be like like where are you going during the day like are you taking college classes are you like did you go like I have a sugar daddy yeah yeah I would make stuff up I would be like oh I'm taking classes somewhere else or like I have a job that I get out of school for. You know, like I, Mm -hmm. the issue was I didn't like pick a story and stick with it. So then it was like, everybody's like, what's going on? What is this enigma that is Anna But yeah, it was really weird because then like on top of 
trying to get better and whatever I was like trying to do all the new high school things because like mm-hmm. I said I'm like an overachiever like that's where a lot of my like anxiety and OCD comes from is wanting yeah. to be like a perfectionist so like I was trying to do show choir and volleyball and take all these honors classes at the same time and didn't you play soccer too yeah I did that in the spring though so yeah, that so, was a okay. little bit later but that was still a wow. struggle and looking back on it now I honestly don't think I needed to do all that stuff. The reason why I was doing all that stuff is because I thought I needed to do all of it to be like a perfect student and have the best opportunities going out of high school. But like looking back, I didn't need to do like even half of that stuff. And I think that's a common thing people fret over. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. There's so much pressure put on kids to, to do well and excel. And a lot of times like you just need to do what you like. If it makes you feel better, I had a mental breakdown before the very first day of school as well. And my mom was like, what's going on? Like, I was just crying about, like, my binders. I was like, how are we supposed – are we allowed to have these? And, like, my sister was, like, not living with us at the time. And my mom didn't know what to do. And she just kept making me more mad. And I was bawling my eyes out. And then she just called my sister and was like, you deal with her. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) My sister was like, don't worry. This is what's going to happen. And then we were good. Yeah. I luckily um, my older sister Kate was still a senior in high school. Yeah, I think I so can I that talk helped. About that? Yeah, in a second you yeah. finish what you were saying. So she just like it was such a comfort to have her there because I would have like anxiety attacks like in class and it was the most embarrassing thing. But like I would have to leave the room. Yeah, and... could people tell that's what they were? Oh my god! Because if I saw most of the time it was okay. Most of the time I like got out before I did, but obviously then kids were like, "Why did she leave? Like, yeah. what is she doing?" Then there was one time I had, like, a terrible panic attack. I was in health class, and the health room is, like, downstairs. Mm -hmm. And I started having a panic attack. And I before I started having one, I got to the bathroom down by, like, the gym. Mm -hmm. And then I tried to go up the stairs because it was getting bad. Oh, no. And that was a bad idea. And I, like, fell. So then I had to go back into the classroom and, like, couldn't move. And they, like, wheeled me out. Oh, no. Did they have to call the emergency team? Yes, it was like Dr. Bartles and then Mrs. Ledoux. And then I remember oh Katie my Trimble, my good friend Katie Trimble. I feel so bad still to this day. She had to like help me because the health teacher well, knew she was She my would friend. not mind. I know. She's the sweetest yeah. girl. But like, yeah. So it's that a was lot like to put one on of someone. the worst times. And after that, I was just kind of like, screw it. You know, like mm-hmm. I have this issue. I'm going to work on it and get better and it's going to be fine. And I don't care. Yeah. Who knows? Because like. I'm still a really good person, I think, and no, <laughs> and I'm still a successful human and, you know, all that stuff. It's just, you know, and a lot of the reasons why I am so successful is because of, like, my anxiety and perfectionism. So, mm-hmm. obviously, it's not encouraging people to be anxious or have OCD or anything like that, but it's, you know, part of me and it's made yeah. me successful in a lot of ways. Well, good for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, well, not good that you have that, but, but like, yeah. good that it helps you in ways to continue (laughs) Um, yeah so Kate was she a senior when you were a freshman yes okay yeah I did not go to school with any of my siblings because they are 10 and 9 years older than me (laughs) so big age difference and the one thing I always wanted was to like go to school with them because I feel like you come in with so much street cred you know like they're like oh that's so-and-so's sister like yeah she's cool you know whatever and like they kind of are there if you need anything and I just feel like you you automatically get like five friends because like even when my sister would come with her friends to get ready for prom and stuff like I would bug them but like they would be like ah deal with me because I was I had they had to 
So then they, that would have carried over into school. And it's like, I could have really peaked. I mean, I already did peak in high school, but like it would have been so much more fun. Did you have that experience? Yes, especially with Kate Quaddy as yeah. your sister because she had the most cred of anybody in that school. She like ran yeah. that school. So <laughs> yeah, she, she did. did. So um, it was really helpful. Um, all of her friends were, I knew all of them. They were all really great. And Kate was always so kind. And then I got to play sports with her that year. Oh, that which was, was cool. you know, and sports for me that year were really hard. And it was really nice to be able to just like be on a team with her and have her there to support me, especially while I was going through all that mental stuff. But she, yeah, Kate had, she was friends with everybody. Everybody loved Kate. All the teachers loved Kate. That helped me a lot too. Like they knew who yeah. I was then. Mm-hmm. And that was really good. Wow. I would highly recommend having Kate Quaddy as your sister when she's a <laughs> 10 senior. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Yes. Great experience. And then you got to do the same thing for Grace pretty much, right? With the exception yeah. of like Except certain I things. I have less street cred than Kate does. Oh, no. That's not true. I feel like Kate's You had a different cred, kind of street cred. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Grace and Kate are more similar. But I think Kate had like a lingering street cred oh, yeah. kind of effect that mm-hmm. Grace was able to play into more because she's more sportsy and has just much much more social than I am yeah so but yeah I was in school with Grace for two years and that was fun we shared a car for Mm -hmm. my senior year that was also interesting (laughs) so now you're in college yes can you talk to us about that where do you go what are your your doings in college (laughs) so my doings I'm going to Marquette University congratulations Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm double majoring in political science and then social welfare and justice. And the wow. second one is just like a fancy name for like a bachelor's in social work. And then I'm minoring in Spanish. Holy balls. It sounds like a lot, but really they all the things kind of go together. And it's it's really interesting. And it's definitely not as hard as being like a doctor or studying engineering or something. Yeah. So. Did anyone from Milton besides you and our grade go to Marquette? No, the only other person from Milton, I think she already graduated, but yeah. it was kind of like starting fresh when I went, yeah. which was interesting. Was that good or bad, do you think? Good, for the most part. I mean, I wasn't super close with anybody in high school, so I was kind of... All right, fine. Well, Fuck I, you, too. Obviously, you were not a lot of people. I wasn't close with a lot of people. Okay, that's right. I was close with It's okay. You don't have to say it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so it was kind of like I was going to go and you know be starting over anyways yeah um which was good you know like start clean or whatever but I'm also not a very social person yeah did you have any issues making friends or anything like that um I mean yes and no I guess it was the pandemic definitely didn't help yeah you go and like your first semester you're just just trying to meet anybody because Mm -hmm. at that point every nobody knows like what anybody's like so you're just like holding on to different people and hoping that you like them and then if you don't that you'll meet somebody through them that you you do like um but I definitely I'm in a scholarship program with a couple other kids and I got really close with them and I lived in the dorms which helped a lot I met a lot of really fun people on my dorm and had a pretty good experience there um and then the just partying it up I assume yeah always (laughs) you know me out every night um but yeah it was good overall and I my social networks are never really that big, but I've built one, I think, at Marquette that's, mm. you know, good. I have friends and Social nice. networks don't need to be big. Hannah. Exactly. Everyone tells you they need well, to be. Well, mine never are, <laughs> so I know that. 
Yes. Congratulations. <laughs> I just keep saying congratulations over and over again. Um, I hope it doesn't day, sound I'm sarcastic. I'm waking up every day and I congratulations. <laughs> but it sounds like you, you're you having a good time. For the most part. I mean, college is hard. That's, yes. You know, like every day you wake up and you're like, am I going to be able to do anything with this degree? Like, oh, that's not how I, I wake doing? up. Every day I wake up like, is this worth it? Exactly. <laughs> well, it's the same kind same of thing. thing yeah. Like, what, what am I doing this for? Why am mm-hmm. I? doing all these random assignments and putting up with all of these group projects. And yeah. especially now that everything's virtual, I'm doing mm-hmm. every all my classes online this semester. It's kind of like, what's going on here? I like all my classes this semester. That's and good. I'm feeling really good about it so far, but it is the first week. So very, give it some very time true, and I'll start true. having some existential dread. It'll, <laughs> it'll be okay. Though. Okay, but no semester is complete without just a little bit of existential of dread. Not. It's I, a requirement. Yeah. They don't give you a degree without existential gra- dread exactly. yeah exactly yes um so what's your end goal with all this um, president no i don't want to be a politician i would be a terrible politician because as i mentioned before my social network <laughs> is not very big i don't really like i'd vote for you for president thank you i think all of my friends would vote for me for president but they fail to realize that nobody else okay would. but if you ran for president anna knowing you you'd have all the qualifications and then some and like you would have created at least somewhat of a network within Congress and so on and so forth. <laughs> so I think you would. I am not really sure. I, could. I also think not to like assume anything, but being part of the Quaddy family is just having networks my, already. <laughs> my Milton, my father's Milton network. Yes. Will, will carry over. Uh-huh. Carry over to the national and international. Level. Yes. Wow. That's, news yeah well then maybe maybe you can do the same thing from like high school and like kate can like become like a senator or something and then you can be like i'm her sister but better kind of like hillary like (laughs) yeah yeah so you know bill (laughs) yeah you know bill let's show you the better version yeah hillary clinton um it didn't really work out for her though no it didn't but you'd make it work well who knows i'm also a woman so that might be hard (laughs) um yeah that's true that's true yeah but i i would wouldn't mind doing something in politics, like working for a politician or crafting policy and legislation, that kind of stuff. I liked the way you phrased that. Thank you. Crafting policy. It's a nice crisp word, crafting. Um, But I don't want to be a politician because I don't want to shake people's hands and I don't want to small talk with people all the time and I don't want to have to try and win people over. Like, that's not my forte. Okay. If you did run for president, though. And end up in politics. Could I be on your team? Yes. Well, I was almost going to suggest, weren't you going to run for president? I feel like you would be a much better president because you are much more charismatic and good oh. at building social networks, I think. And then you mm-hmm. could have people on your team that are. Yeah. See, in high school, I did say KTB in 2040. I had a tattoo on my hand. Yeah. That we had at temporary tattoos, stickers speech. and so on and it's so forth. pictures from my graduation. Pictures. Oh, I'm honored. Yes. It's really a fun fact that I, I like a lot. I'm happy that I was right front and center. Right there. Yep. On my hand. Um, I don't think I'd be a good president because I hate math and money. Well, that might be an issue then. Yeah. And I feel like you have to be able to budget (laughs) for the whole nation. Or at least make sure that you're following a budget. Have somebody that can budget Mm -hmm. for you. And I barely budget for myself as is. Mm. Well, I mean, the, the national debt in our budget is not great to start with. So, I mean, how good do you really have to be? Yeah, I think the thing is the qualification is not make it worse, though. And right, that's well. where I would fail, especially since if I 
as of right now anyway, who knows where I'd be as a 35 year old woman. But as of right now, I tend to lean towards a lot of social issues and typically those need money. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty much everything everything needs money money in our capitalist society. And I would make it worse. I tried playing that democracy game or whatever. I don't know what democracy game. Well, like it costs money, so don't get it. But (laughs) I was bored during one of my quarantines and I got it. Mm. And pretty much you just, you're president and like you try and do certain stuff. And I I was successful and got reelected. But in my second term- in my second term, we entered a recession because oh, of no. all of the stuff I installed, like the policy that I created oh, during my first term was really catching up to us. So then I gave up that's, and you can't do that That's wow. <laughs> in your real life. But I understand, like I come from that too, you know, like I want to just help everybody and give everybody yeah. money and make it, but that's not the way capitalism works. You can't, yeah. you can't do that. If you're not going to be president, supreme court justice i would love to be a supreme court justice. <gasps> really yes that's oh my, my dream job i know I... you don't vote for those but i'd vote for you <laughs> oh, thank you katie i'm honored um yeah so right now the plan is to go to law school um after my undergrad is done um we'll see where it goes from there i guess when i was in high school my dream job was just being a judge and mm-hmm. i still think that would be a good fit for me well you could do a lot worse oh yes absolutely <laughs> If that doesn't work out, though, because, like, law school is a lot and school is not fun, mm-hmm. even, you know, like, if I like what I'm learning about, it's still not a good time. I might go into, like, social work then if the whole lawyer thing You'd be a really good out. social worker. Are you I good with kids? Um, for the most part, not great. Um, older kids, I'm better with. Younger kids, mm-hmm. I struggle. I feel that. I'm not, like, a very silly or goofy person. My brother called me the awkward aunt. Oh, I relate <laughs> hardcore to that. Yeah. When we went to DC mm. as a class, what did you f- what did you feel in the nation's capital? Like, how did you feel? Like when I came back, me and episode one guest Madigan Brown mm. um, were like, "Wow, that was a lot cooler of a city than we thought." You know, like it was. You felt like you were important. There was an energy there. You know, that is a little different than other cities I've been in. Um, what did you feel? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's got, you know, like you visit Chicago or New York City or any of those other big cities. And obviously, like they're interesting and fun or whatever. But like Washington, D.C. feels like it has a purpose, especially yeah. if you're into politics and history mm-hmm. like like we are. Um, then it's just like, wow. And you go and you see all these just founding documents and you really understand our democracy. I think we should have stolen the Declaration of Independence when we were there. I think that was would have been a terrible idea. I think I probably will have to cut this out because I'll again, this would be the second episode that could potentially be put on the FBI watch list. But I just think after what we horribly witnessed at the Capitol, it'd be a lot easier to steal the declaration than people think. Unfortunately, we're not Nicolas Cage, so okay, but it would have worked out. I think if you get Keanu Reeves, it's like an upgrade from Nicolas Cage. So if and we could we have could, somehow gotten yes. Keanu Reeves to go mm-hmm. on our school trip with us, yes. we could have figured out a way to steal the Declaration yeah. of Independence. Yes. Well, you know what? You heard it I, here first, folks. Out of that plan, I think um, stealing the Declaration of Independence would be easier than getting Keanu Reeves to do it with <laughs> us. So I don't know how realistic that plan is. All right. You got me there. <laughs> so you also, to help you prepare 
for your future mm-hmm. life as a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you are currently working at a nonprofit. Yes. Um, Why? The basic answer is I'm in a scholarship program at Marquette where they um, – A fancy one, right? Yeah, it's pretty fancy. <laughs> fancy fancy. Um, but we have to do 300 hours of community service a, Whoa. Uh, per year in a – Per year? Per year. Per academic year, we do 300 hours. So, like, not even, like, okay, continue. (laughs) I was like, oh, 300 hours in four years. That's a pretty easy. We do 1,200 over four years. And then we do um, social justice issue studies and, like, different events around campus and whatnot. Um, It's actually funded by the guy that made Trek Bicycles. So, fun fact, um, that's in Wisconsin, and it's a very rich company. But – we, so yeah, the short answer is I had to do community service anyways. Um, and then in Milwaukee, there's like a ton of legal nonprofits because it's an area that really needs those services. So last year I did work at, um, it's called Catholic Charities. Um, Shut up. Services. Yes. <laughs> um, and it's for, they deal in immigration and refugee law. And so last year I did that and that was. What did you do there? So basically I was just like, um an assistant kind of like uh, a paralegal but worked for free and wasn't trained um, <laughs> oh how fun because everything was kind of crazy there last year because the immigration system last year was crazy um so yeah. it was a really good learning experience i got to meet a lot of really successful lawyers and practice my spanish and, and network and network yeah um, told you but It was a really good learning experience. I mostly just met with clients and, like, would figure out what services they needed and help with research, that kind of stuff. Um, So I did that last year, and that was in service, and then the pandemic started, and I couldn't do that anymore. So I got a different internship this year that I did last semester and this semester, and it's run through the Milwaukee County Courthouse, and it deals in family law. So we're helping people get divorced, um, child support. (laughs) Hell yeah. I mean, yeah, when I started, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if this is going to be any fun at all. Not that immigration law was fun by any means, but like you felt like you had a purpose or whatever. Yeah. But doing it, um, we just help people like fill out forms and get started in their processes or whatever, because, you know, typically people can't afford attorneys in like, that's why they come to us. They can't afford an attorney and they need Makes these sense. forms filled out. So um, we just help them do that. And and they can do whatever they need to do. But there's a real need for it. And I've learned a lot about, you know, like even the mundane parts of the law aren't yeah. necessary that everybody has access to them. And that kind of plays into your your second major or whatever, right? Yes. So like social welfare and justice. That yeah. one. <laughs> yes, it's a, like a mouthful. And Marquette, I don't know why they call it that, but it's a fancy made up name. So it's experience made. and it's volunteering and yes. it's everything you need. Right. I really love it. I really lucked out that I was able to get both of those opportunities and learn from them. Learn so much. That sounds really cool. Yes. And further cements my belief that you will change the world. (laughs) (laughs) We all change the world, Katie, in our own ways. Oh, my God. I'm going to put that on my grave. On your grave? On my grave. Okay. We all change the world. We all change the world in some way. Yes. So... Before we get into a special voice message that I received for you, um, we've talked a little bit about your family. Yes. Can I just tell you, your family used to intimidate the fuck out of me, which is probably my whole family. Your whole family, (laughs) which is probably why we didn't have a conversation until (laughs) senior year, because I just remember as a freshman, 
I came in and Kate Quaddy was everywhere. <laughs> Kate Quaddy was everywhere. Homecoming week. And she was always super nice. I never oh, yeah. had an interaction with her, but She's I think, super nice. was she on homecoming court? She was homecoming queen. Yes. I Patrick voted for her. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, yeah. Lots of people did. She I was won. like, I don't know anyone else. And she seems nice. <laughs> yep. That's basically how she won. Um, and so that scared me. <laughs> and then also like people who are more athletically gifted than me scare me. So then that's like basically your family. Well, yeah, Kate and Grace are both very athletic. Well, so I dad, feel yeah. like you probably are too. You just didn't play as much. Yeah, not as much as they were. Okay. I was good at soccer, but that's I was okay. At that's one of my favorite sports. So in my book, you're like already like. Thank you. Thank perfect. You, yes. Thanks. Um, and I also was like, I don't know, like I feel like you're the a royal family. They're like the royal family of, of Milton. Milton. Yeah, they're like so certain families that I feel that way about. Yeah. Yours is one of them. Wow, what an honor. I'll let them yeah, know. Yeah, of course. I mean. My dad will freak out over that. He loves when people are like, the quaddy family. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm glad. I don't know if he'll listen, but hello. What's he'll listen. He was really excited. Steve. Hello, Steve. I see him on Grace's stories all the time. and He's a funny dude. They're very funny. Yeah, he's a cute old man. <laughs> I don't think. He's probably not that old. He's in his 50s. He's not that old, but, you know, compared to a 20-year-old. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. Um, your family no longer intimidates me because you've told me they love me. They, everyone, when you were getting a podcast, um, we are. I had mentioned to them that you were going to get one. And then Kate and Grace incessantly asked me when it was coming out for like weeks and weeks and I'm weeks. I'm honored. Um, oh, I didn't even tell you. Okay, so I didn't. So Kate did the hair for mm-hmm. the, the bridal party of my, my brother and sister-in-law's wedding. And I sat down. And this is a good... This was my our junior year, so the like no, so it was, it was senior. Our senior year. It was senior year. senior year. So this was a good four years since she was homecoming queen, since I had last <laughs> seen her. Mm-hmm. And I sit down and like everyone had been talking to her, but then all of a sudden we were just alone, and I was like, this person <laughs> looks familiar, but I didn't know how to like say it, and because it, it had been four years. And then she mentioned, oh, my sister Anna, and I was like, that's who you are. And then we had a pretty nice conversation. She told me all about her fancy job, which sounds really cool. Yeah. Kate is... Well, you don't have to talk about it if you don't want uh, to. No, she would want me to. And okay. she actually does have a really cool job. She's a packaging engineer um, and her degree is in sustainability. So I think on your last podcast, you talked about like on your cut the oat shit. Oat milk? Oat milk. She also has something very... Um, she wants to say about oat milk. She, When I told her I was coming on the podcast, she said to make sure that I mentioned that oat milk is the superior plant-based milk. I have no idea because I don't drink plant-based milk, but I'll take her word for it. Okay. And then she agreed with you about the whole packaging thing because she has a degree in making boxes and yeah. bottles to package things in. Um, but she her degree is also in sustainability. So right now she works for a company and they're like working on how to make less packaging and make sure that their packaging the is The quaddies will change the world. <laughs> yeah, tackling different areas. But yeah. yeah. Um. I'm glad that I have her approval now. So everyone listening who was like, oat milk's not good. Oh, no. This packaging shit's stupid. I have an expert. Yeah. Kate has a degree in it. So back off. Yeah. Back off. And start drinking oat milk. (laughs) Um, So being in the Quaddy family, Mm -hmm. what was that like? Well, I don't know anything different. So That's fair. That's fair. To me, it was a great experience. My parents are the literal best. They... 
they came over when we had to present our dc projects they came they came over and they talked to me and i was like oh my god they know who i am well i talked about you all the time because i saw you were in a lot of my classes that year and yeah a lot you were usually like you would say something funny or like actually have a conversation with me and it would be okay. my day like i mean people had conversations with me in school i'm not like a loner or something but like we had like meaningful conversations we did yeah and because we had like like the the heavier topic classes which was right. gov and then um, right psych and you were always so good at like lightening them up then like i am trying like, i'm not trying yeah. to get you to compliment me but i'm not gonna stop but, you either but yeah no it was you know it was a good time with katie Prasad in high school again another mm-hmm. experience i would recommend 10 yeah, out of 10, 10, out of 10. <laughs> go to high school with katie Prasad. um but yeah so my parents are greatest they're super supportive my mom is a reading teacher and so we need more of them yes yeah anybody that can read can become a reading teacher so please (laughs) consider it um she you know like the reason why i read so much and i'm so successful academically is because of her and she's always supported me in like everything i do my dad's just like this big goofy lovable guy and he coached me in basketball for like eight years i try it can i Again, Steve, if you're listening, Uh I have a theory that so when I was really little, I was really shy Mm -hmm. and I tried to play soccer and basketball and I stuck with soccer for a little bit. But then my team changed. So I was no longer with the same kids and I freaked out and didn't want to do it anymore. So then we tried basketball. And then the first day of practice, I had a complete meltdown because I didn't know anyone. And I also don't like the idea of performing in front of people. So then I left and I never returned. It was one practice. But I'm convinced that because I am the same height as the shortest player in the WNBA, that had I stuck with basketball, I would be in the WNBA today. I'm sure Steve Quaddy would say the same thing. Okay. He would have loved to coach you, Katie. I'm sure he would have. See, all my gym teachers didn't like me until I started getting like the the same personality I have now because <laughs> I wouldn't be good at things, but I'd be like, all right, guys, let's, let's do go. <laughs> like team spirit right, here. Like doing the most mediocre, possibly worst than everyone else but still has the energy <laughs> yes steve would have loved the energy that was always the most important part to him but yeah yes so what you're saying is steve thinks i would make it into the WNBA. i'm pretty confident in saying that yes. if you had stuck with it if you had let steve coach you at some point the milton youth basketball program you could have made it hell yeah yeah now my coworkers, i say this all the time at work when i'm like shooting stuff into the trash <laughs> and now i also have proof for that okay yeah back up continue with what you were saying um yeah, so my parents are the greatest. They've helped me so much, and I love them very much. My dad grew up in Milton, though, and, like... So, yeah, there's this reputation that I've been talking about. Yes. Was there any pressure to that? I don't know if it was necessarily pressure. They they just... My dad knows everybody in Milton. There's nobody he doesn't know. And he was, like, I don't know, Mr. Minogue, a teacher at the high school in my first senior's class, told me that my dad was, like who he looked looked up to as a child because he's like on a football team or what whatever a- and and i was like oh my gosh oh okay like thanks for that piece of information <laughs> that's such a weird thing to just tell someone right but like i get why he did but it is such a like a right. weird yeah, yeah, yeah. heavy thing to just drop on someone like, i know and i was just kind of like okay but like that's the kind of person my dad is like he just knows everyone will go anywhere and he'll have a 10 minute conversation with anyone and he'll he's friendly with everyone and helps everyone and he's a lovely guy um shout out steve yeah love steve but yeah he's from milton and so i don't know like he was an ffa so i was an ffa and we like showed cheap and i don't know if it was necessarily a pressure but it definitely helped that he was from milton like i feel Mm -hmm. like i was able to take 
advantage of a lot of opportunities because my dad knew a lot of people and knew how things worked in Milton and networking. Yeah. My dad was my networking source for that. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was necessarily. So if you ran for president, I'm not trying. By the end of this podcast, I want you to say you'd think about running for president. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, Steve should maybe run for president because he (gasps) can really charm the heck out of an audience. He's a really good public speaker. So, yeah. What does he do? Can I ask? My dad sells seed corn. So (laughs) (laughs) everybody always thinks, you know, like if you've never heard of that job, it's like an absurd thing to think about. But it's actually a really... The, probably the, the backbone of Wisconsin economy. Right. And, you know, in the agricultural ways. world, that's like a huge deal. So, And he's got to be good at it or we don't have corn. My dad corn. is excellent at selling <laughs> seed corn. Like, because it goes back to he knows everybody in Milton. Yeah. And, he's and really if you know everyone stuff. in Milton, you know at least how to talk to, to everyone, everyone else in the state. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if you know everybody in Milton, they know people too. Yeah. And a good chunk of people in Milton are farmers. So wow. How, so you're the heir to a seed corn like. Well, my dad doesn't own the company. Well, he okay. Corn. He doesn't own it. But <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that then. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely glad I was Steve Quaddy's daughter and Julia Quaddy's daughter. Seed corn. What seed is corn. seed corn? Just it's the corn just of seeds. It's what you plant seed. in the ground yeah. to grow corn. Why is it called seed corn and not corn? Because corn is a physical product you can buy in a grocery store. Like and then that's this... an ear of corn. Oh, okay. The real name for like what you eat is an ear of corn. Was that a stupid question to ask? No. I, okay. Lots of people were probably wondering the same thing. And then seed corn, they're just clarifying. Should... Yeah, I was asking for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I knew really, what it was. For the listeners, if anybody out there is wondering, seed corn is the seed you put in the ground to to grow the ear of corn, and the ear of corn is what is sold in a grocery store and you eat. Wow. You learn something every day. Folks. You should have Steve on someday, and he'll tell you all about soil because his degree is in, 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 in soil. I was going to say dirt, oh. but he hates when people call it dirt. It's soil. So <laughs> if you really want to listen to a riveting conversation, ask Steve Quaddy about dirt. It's okay. My dad um, has a weird – this might be a universal dad thing, but because we heat our house – via wood burner mm. he is always cutting down wood so he knows a lot about like what wood burns the best what wood isn't and we'll be driving and he'll be like that tree is ready to get cut or he'll be like that one's no good you can't burn that and like <laughs> he just knows a lot about it and then the other day i guess there's like a special scientific unit that they use to measure heat from wood in and he oh just busted that out the other day he was like this one's very high on the whatever it is and i was like holy shit he wow, didn't go to college way to go. he has a high school education but he knows wood and he knows That's grass impressive. too because he mows a lot of lawns. Way to go! But it was very impressive. Yeah. Yeah, and we need people that know those things about wood. Yeah, yeah it's very important that mm-hmm. we have somebody in the world that. If knows you guys that stuff. need trees cut down, we're <laughs> yeah. always looking for wood. So send us a voice message <laughs> <laughs> at Anchor.fm/slash with Katie. <laughs> Speaking once again of voice messages, it is time. Open this special voice message. It's the very first voice message on the pod. Hey, Katie. It's Grace Quaddy, Anna Quaddy's younger sister. Um, Anna has made it very apparent to me that she will be interviewed on this week's episode of Cut the Shit, which is so exciting. Go her. But I just could not let her have all of the stardom. And I wanted in. So I decided to call in via voice message and let you know that Anna was in a band. Yes, this is true. All true. 
She was in a band. I was in a band. Our other sister, Kate, was in a band. It was like the Jonas Brothers, but better. I don't think we actually had a song, but it was called Purple Envy. And it was pretty cool. We thought we were pretty cool. And so I urge you to bring this up in conversation. Thank you. So Purple Envy, hey? It's Purple Envy, no vowels. No. So all caps, P-R-P-L space and okay. v so you guys had, i like, came up whole... with that i was seven and i was really proud so don't give it's me not a bad band name yeah, i thought it was really good and we kate loved the jonas brothers as a child like her rightfully was, so you know like florida uh florida ceiling yeah. uh, kate messaged me we can talk about their new album i thought it was really good we went to the jonas brother concert for my graduation present. no way the three of us went in milwaukee was it amazing i wanted to go but i couldn't everything. find anyone to go with kate cried oh you should have you should have reached out Katie. i wasn't going to like um, invite myself we should have asked you um now that i know <laughs> the next one we go to i'll ask you but kate was crying the whole time i remember we went to a taylor swift concert once in new jersey like for like all of our collective christmas present and like yeah like that was it it was like a big deal and nick jonas came out as a surprise guest and kate oh cried <laughs> for hours nick was her favorite she was obsessed and nick was, was my favorite kate you got good taste kate was like 18 when we went to that concert and was crying <laughs> over nick jonas and then we went and saw them for two hours last year and she was just wow in but, ecstasy yes exactly <laughs> and so we thought we were like that because one year for christmas I had been asking for a violin. I must have been five or four. And now you're a pro. Not a pro. Yeah, but I've played the violin. I've played the violin for some time. But I'd been asking for a violin she for fiddles. a really long time. Kate wanted a guitar. And Grace wanted a drum kit. Like, that's what we asked for when we were, like, <laughs> I don't know, eight, six, and four. And we got them. They were all – Kate got a real guitar. I got a toy violin, and I was very upset because <laughs> I wanted a real violin. But it, it would do for now. And then Grace got like this toy drum kit because again she was four, so yeah. it was just her hitting things. And my parents set up like a sounds stage like a great band in the basement. Like they just hung up curtains. They were like old bed sheets. And my mom put like puffy mm-hmm. paint on them and said like the Quaddy Girls or whatever. And they got <laughs> and us like, like these, sorry mom, it's purple envy. It's purple envy. <laughs> and then we would go downstairs and like I would hit the button on my play violin and it would like make play mary had a little lamb or whatever and kate mm-hmm. would strum the guitar that was out of tune because she didn't know how to tune it and grace <laughs> would just hit that cymbal eventually the drum kit broke eventually i got a real violin and then kate like learned to play the guitar or whatever that's but... amazing do we have any home video footage of this yeah we <gasps> do um i don't think i can provide any podcast oh, but we have like, pictures of us and... i'm just thinking more for my own personal <laughs> yeah, enjoyment yeah, yeah. <laughs> i would love to send them to you um they got us these outfits and like the pictures are like grace she, they had like these fake like booties or whatever that you're supposed to put on your oh. feet and they're supposed to be like go go girl boots kind of <laughs> but grace like put them on her arms and like she was kind of like chubby as a kid and my parents just like bought one of the same outfit because they've got three yeah. kids mom doesn't have time to like for whatever. sure yeah. and, like grace can't get like the outfit three on. kids within like however many years of each other yeah right and i'm just like sitting there like trying to figure out how to like play this violin <laughs> in case just making a ton of noise and this is amazing that was our who band. was the justin timberlake of the band who would have gone on to great things in the music industry um I i'd say well kate plays the piano and the guitar so she's probably more equipped to do the traditional vocal recording and that kind of stuff and Ooh. i think she would still secretly like to be 
uh, all of our dreams was to be a pop music star, as many little girls' dreams are yeah. when you're that I age. I can tell you I couldn't sing a lick, and when my parents weren't home, I still pretended that I had a concert. Everyone so like, does. Yeah. yeah. So I think Kate would still – Kate could probably – I don't know if she's like – could make it or whatever, but she's pretty good at singing and whatnot, and she can play the guitar and piano really well. You heard it here first. She's Anna thinks Kate couldn't shy. make it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I said. I think she would do the best. I think she could try yeah. and like – do well so that was very nice of you because i would have been like me well i don't know I've, so that was very humble of you to say that it would have been kate i don't think i could handle all the attention like when i was little i was like yeah. i want to be the next taylor swift yeah. like that's what i want but i don't but if i don't really I like recall attention. correctly didn't she have issues with that taylor swift yeah no, no. <laughs> she was like 11 I years remember old she was and like really here's bad. my demo like give me a recording contract i just remember watching her perform on american idol one year and she was not a very good live she's, and so she's i was a like, terrible singer <laughs> she was a terrible <laughs> singer for a really long time but she's gotten much better yeah and she was good because her songs were so good yeah that is very good i think that segue is perfectly wow into, it really did wow um our ranking this week which is pretty dramatic as i'm sure you've gathered by now anna is a huge taylor swift fan and <laughs> i also have recently declared myself a swifty it was a long time I'm coming so because proud. i really had listened to her music for most of my life but still for some reason didn't like her and i don't know i think that's a like i should attribute that to my sister and my brother because well, they really, really love thing. taylor swift like taylor swift is everywhere and then people are just still hate like, her yeah not my and that's thing. why if you're like that you need to watch her documentary because that's what yes. changed my mind nobody um, understands my brother like that's i think his hall pass with his wife is taylor swift because he's always been in love with her and like him and Allie went to concerts and i love that so when much. we walked down when we not him and her when like the bridal party walked down the aisle it was to a violin thing of love story oh, and like cry. yeah so sweet yeah so it was a big thing and in our family and so we're gonna rank oh gosh and both yeah, of our yeah, families yeah. so we're gonna rank the taylor swift songs and i think my i'm just gonna say it right now my list isn't accurate because <laughs> it is it's some of my favorites but i couldn't narrow it down it changes well yeah and it, a lot of it depends on like what mood you're in because exactly it, it was hard enough to do this kind of thing before folklore and evermore mm -hmm. came out now it's nearly impossible her next folks. concert her next concert tour is going to be lover folklore and evermore all i don't in know one. if it will i think she's gonna ditch like, the lover okay and i think she's gonna do like acoustic I'm, sets i don't know if you have a tiktok but there's i don't have a TikTok whole thing about how the the moods of each album are so different so like You'll have to do costume changes and mood changes in the crowd if you go to, and they they've named it folk lover more. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that sounds like some kind of like hillbilly, yeah, folk lover more. Yep. Like, <laughs> yikes! Would you like to start with your number one? Number one, yes. Okay. Oh wait, no, number five. Sorry, number we five. always start at the five. And I just want to preface this by saying, like, these aren't necessarily the best Taylor Swift songs. That's a no, different it's her, thing. Your these favorite. are my favorite, and it was really hard to do just five i have a ton of honorable mentions i have more than five i'm gonna be honest oh so what how many do you have i'll start with however many you have then. well no just we'll do the five and then we'll do the honorable, honorable mentions. mentions okay number five for me is invisible string off of folklore love that song so beautiful really good. i it? listen to that one a lot it's really good yeah it's, 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 i think it's the best i think you're gonna that find album. that my list really sticks with um surprisingly speak now like there's a lot of speak oh, now on speak it now that's really i'm surprised you like because you weren't a, a swift i then. know but that's like 
the album I remember my sister listening to oh, a lot yes, more, yeah. so I would overhear. And so my number five um, would be hold on. Yeah, so it's ours, but that's off oh, the that's off I the deluxe. That Speak that's now, I believe. Counts. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good. I just think it's really cute. I agree. And I always forget it exists until I was looking at the list to try and make mine. And I was like, oh, I remember that one. The music video is so cute. It's like a parody of The Office kind of. Oh. And it's so cute. Highly recommend you check it out. I, I will now that you've told me about it. It's really sweet. What's your number four? Holy Ground from the album Red. Love that one. My sister's going to flip. Red is her favorite album. I didn't listen to Red as much. You have listened to it though, yes? Yes, but oh, I could okay. not tell you which song that one is. That's fine. You should. I'll send you. She... Oh, and she's doing lover promotional. She, you, as you know, she's re-recording all of her. Yeah, because she got fucked by the industry. Yeah, way to go, music industry. Way to like ruin the life of one of our. I, you're gonna be happy to hear this. Here. Me and my friend Hallie, shout out Hallie. We're having a conversation the other day about who do we think. Well, she started with like, what songs do you think will be the ones that people remember in like 20 years? Like we look back on like Bohemian Rhapsody and stuff like that. And I was like. I don't really think about the songs because that's harder to predict, but I like to think about the artists, like who will be like our Elton John and our Whitney Houston and stuff like that. And I'm not comparing Taylor Swift to Whitney Houston in any means, but I was saying Taylor Swift has got to be one of them because she's just consistently. Yeah. I mean, up. and I was, I also threw in like Ariana, uh, Adele and like Adele, Ariana Grande. Beyonce, and, yeah, yeah. Beyonce. And, I wrote my um, AP Lang. We could write our final papers on anything. And I wrote mine on Taylor Swift will be the artist of the decade and then the next year she'll yeah. be artist of the decade. Oh my god, you but predicted it. I did. I wrote a whole like thesis for it. Um, so don't come at me with it. I <laughs> called it first and I defended it. Um, but you know, like Whitney Houston was artist of like the nineties and mm -hmm. like, you know, so I, I definitely think she'll be one of the yeah. ones to stick around. Funny story about Whitney Houston. So I was digging in my mom's CDs because <laughs> my record player also plays CDs. So I was looking for some new ones and I found the bodyguard soundtrack Ooh. and I was listening to it while I was FaceTiming someone. And I, all of a sudden it was no longer playing Whitney Houston songs. And I was like, why isn't my Whitney Houston CD playing Whitney Houston songs? And then I, was, I went to go take it out and I was like, this isn't a Whitney Houston CD. It's, the bodyguard soundtrack um you said your was hold what is it holy ground holy Red. ground mine was cardigan but the candlelight version oh so sweet yeah i, love it. I like the candlelight version better but i don't listen to it as much for some reason because it just doesn't come up as much on my shuffle but i get that yeah nice yeah um my number three was new year's day off of reputation Ooh. it's a really sweet song red and Reputation are the albums I did not listen to because I didn't like Reputation. Reputation is not that good. The album itself is not that good. What I will say is like she had to do it for her career, like where she was at then. Um, and yeah, you don't I, have these three albums right without now. Reputation. The I hate the song "Look What You Made Me Do," which was the single off of that one. Yeah, but the music video is really one of, cool. Is like the best music video I've ever seen. See, "Look What You Made Me Do" made me feel. I was like, this isn't the Taylor I know. I know. I was like, this. She's sucks. trying to be something else, right? Mm -hmm. But then I also went and saw the stadium tour of that. It was the best stadium tour I've ever like best yeah. show. Because I think seen like the themes of life. what I know from that album, the themes I think lend more to like a. Right. She said that like the album didn't make as much sense as the live shows did. Mm -hmm. And you can watch the reputation that show on Netflix. I highly recommend you do along with her documentary. But um, <laughs> it's a really good show. It's the best show I've ever seen. Wow. But it's my least favorite Taylor Swift album. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So we're on to three. Mm-hmm. What's your third one? New Year's Day. I did. Three. Oh, oh, you did it's three. It's my yep. three. Back to December. Oh, have you hit her? Wow. Yeah, I really it's like so slow good. songs, and also I loved Taylor Lautner. That and, would be heartbreaking, then. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, his laugh. She mentions his laugh, and his laugh is such a dorky little laugh. Okay. You heard it? It's so I don't annoying. Know if I've ever heard Taylor it's, like, <laughs> it's like it's so weird. It's like <laughs> anyway, I share a birthday with him too, so I thought I would. Oh, and Whitney see. Houston. Speaking of Whitney Houston, died on my birthday when I was twelve. Wow, a lot has happened on your birthday. <laughs> yeah, besides you being born. Wow, um, like wow. Back to December. Just Good makes choice. Me, makes me sad and happy, and all of the. It's really like emotional teen angst kind of song. It really puts you in your feelings. Yeah. Like, mm. Hmm. My number two is 15 off of the Fearless album. 15's really cute. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah. Is her friend in that song a real person, right? It is. It was her best friend from high school. Yeah. They're still best friends to this day. Wow. Yeah. Her name is Abigail. Yeah. And she, like, went to the University of Kentucky and, like, swam on a scholarship. And now she's, like, shout out Abigail. (laughs) Helping, like, World War II veterans, but, like, goes to the Grammys with her and is in, like, music videos with her. And it's really cute. I love it. That's cute. That is cute. Um. Mine is Sparks Fly. Excellent choice. Also off Speak Now. Speak Now is underrated. It's her most underrated album. I think I used to say Fearless was my favorite album of hers. But when I was making this list, I was like, no, it's Speak Now. Speak Now is the first album I ever, like, I got it for my ninth birthday. Ooh. And I, once I got it, like, couldn't stop listening yeah, to it. Yeah, I think maybe we had that one in Fearless and that's what we listened to in the shower. Yeah. And um, Miley Cyrus's. I think it's called Breakthrough. Yep. Yep. We yeah. had that one too. That's also excellent. Yeah. Wow. Um, look at that. She was my first concert. Really? Miley Cyrus. It was right after Party in the USA came out. Um, so it was like peak Miley Cyrus before yeah, the party. The right. change. Yeah. And um, I had immense anxiety while there. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but it was still a good time. And Kate, I have to thank Caitlin Conger if you're listening because she brought Aww. me. It was her birthday. And I she love it. Brought me and another friend. That's really sweet. And yeah, it was a good time. What a good memory. It was a good memory. And I remember when she sang Fly on the Wall, she literally flew around the stadium. Oh, my gosh. That would be so, like, wow. Yeah, for a kid who didn't know they had anxiety and were, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot. Like, everyone else was standing down, and I, I felt like, like, I wasn't a full panic attack. Definitely mm-hmm. was not, because I still enjoyed myself. If I had a panic attack, I would not remember this with um, good feelings, but... I just remember because, like, you know, at a concert, you feel the music, like, and, and like, the energy and all that, like, in your core. And I was like, what is this? (laughs) I don't like what this is making my body feel because, like, the drum. You're right. Like, your whole body internally is. Yeah. So then I just sat down and then she started flying. And I was like, this is kind of cool, but I can't stand up. I will fall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What's your number one? All too well from Red. Ooh, I hear that one's underrated. It's her best song. Yeah, I it's somehow got into briefly, I'm no longer in it, Taylor Swift TikTok. Oh. Everyone like was putting like their most underrated songs off each album. And that one always came up. And like if you've as never of, is heard it slow? all too well. Yes. But it's also oh, it's like the pinnacle of red. Like it's right in the middle, but like mm. it's so like, like end of side A. Yes. Yep. It's number five. And she always puts like her most intense tracks at number five. Um, And so, yes, I don't know. So she did that for number five and it's 
just like an extreme the the lyrics like it tells such a beautiful story that's what yeah. i love like books i love music i love that tells stories i'm gonna have to revisit the red album i still it's refuse to revisit albums before I, folklore and evermore came out it was her best album i still refuse to revisit reputation but don't. i will revisit red you don't have to revisit reputation i just ask that you maybe actually if you've never heard all too well you could skip through a lot of the reputation to her stadium if you're like not into that the show on netflix but she does do an acoustic performance of All Too Well, even Ooh. though it's a reputation one. Yeah. And it is fire. I love it so <laughs> I don't much. think I've ever heard you reference something as fire. Yeah. Reserved only for the very best, which okay. is that. I would highly – or she sang I, it – well, her performance well, at the Grammys of it wasn't that good. But Okay. I liked her performance of Lover at the Grammys. Is it, was that the Grammys? No, I With think the that piano? was the AMAs. Oh, the that AM was beautiful. Yeah, it was I beautiful. Love the whole when I sing Lover, I like I, Lover is my least favorite word ever. It's so awkward. It's such a weird thing to say, but I also think there's an incredible amount of comedy that can come with it. So um, whenever I sing that song and it gets to Lover, I go Lover. <laughs> <laughs> That is very my, funny, Katie. My sister played it the other day in the car because I was telling her yeah, yeah. I was going to have to rank these songs. And she played it because I think it may have been one of hers in the, her top five. And <laughs> I did that. <laughs> and she was like, what are you doing? Anyway, um, my number one was just mine. A good, good classic. Yeah, classic. Yep. Love it. What were your honorable mentions? Oh, there are so many, but I'll try and... I have to learn evermore because yeah. I like those songs, but I, they haven't been around as long. So like, yeah, not my favorites. Yet. Um, I would have a lot more from folklore, but I didn't feel like listing them all. It's like so I only have like folklore. two honorable mention ones. <laughs> I don't like evermore as much. Me neither. So I haven't listened to that one as much. Um, I just think like they're very different. Yeah, and I think evermore has storytelling, but it's a different way that yeah. folklore story tells, and I prefer the way folklore. Does. But I think folklore. It, like, spoke so well to just, like, the vibe of the times. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't even really know how she did it. But, like, when you listen to it, like, yeah. I'm taken back to, like, when I was. Because it doesn't sound like typical pop stuff. Right. And I, I wouldn't even really classify it as Right. That one's pop. alternative. Like, yeah, Evermore's got more, all... like, driving beats. And it's just, like, brighter overall yeah. as a sound. Um, and it's still good. I like a lot of the songs off of it. Yeah. But it is different. So what were your. Um, honorable mentions. I like um, Champagne Problems from oh, That's Evermore. one of mine. I love that one. And then I did Betty slash August slash Cardigan. Like the, there's the, like a love triangle mm -hmm. in folklore. Marjorie from Evermore. I love that song. Tim McGraw from the first Taylor Swift album. That's also one of my honorable mentions. Our song. Also from the first Taylor You can't Swift. talk Taylor Swift and not talk about yeah, of course our song. not. It's classic. Even if you don't like Taylor Swift, if you get a bunch of kids from like our age and up it's like canon and like, you like you yeah, play that yeah. like everyone sings to it exactly um dear john speak now oh. i love that song yeah, that's a good one last great american dynasty folklore that's my mom's favorite on folklore it's really a bop yeah. um enchanted speak now and then these last two i was like i have to add them peace and then evermore each mm -hmm. folklore and then from the album evermore that's wow. it. There's a time. I don't mark, have as many honorable mentions. That's okay. But I also have Tim McGraw and then also Champagne Problems. I think, I don't know, I don't drink at all. I especially don't drink champagne. Yeah, I don't drink either. But but I was like, man, if I did. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and then I also threw in No Body, No Crime. Oh, because Love it. Yeah, it was really good. It wasn't what I was expecting. And I also... I didn't throw this one in because it's not my favorite favorite, but I also still liked Cowboy Like Me. And I've heard a lot of people say they didn't like it. 
And I think that's because a lot of people just don't like country sounding ish right. songs. And that I thought was a good mix of like country, but still following the vibe of the rest of the album. Me too. And I enjoyed it immensely. Me too. Bam. Yes. That was really good. That was all. All right. So now it's the cut the shit segment. What's okay. something you want to cut from your life? Um, For me, like in this moment, mm-hmm. it's group projects over Zoom <laughs> because I just think that's the most ridiculous thing, doing yeah. group projects via Zoom. It doesn't make any sense to me. And they're really impractical. And that's it. That's all. Obviously, I'd like want to cut bigger life things but realistically yeah. i would like everybody so far everyone coming that. on this show has chosen big life things to cut from their lives and that wasn't the purpose of the segment maybe i didn't clarify that enough in the first episode that's why i chose something small thank you maybe yes. it's because there's a lot of stuff going on right, right now as well that we would like to get rid of but i was like especially with madigan too being the first person <laughs> he really took advantage of that and um Obviously, there's a lot of big things we want to cut, and that's mm-hmm. great. But I think that's a great one to put. Thank you. Um, if I had to cut something, it would be – okay. I think gun owners don't come for me because it's not what you think it's going to be. But I recently invested, and I'm sure people who have me on Snapchat are sick and tired of hearing about this, into some Nerf guns. <laughs> I understand why we need real guns. But I think if we could replace a majority of them with Nerf guns, it would be so much more fun. Because <laughs> then, say you're mad at someone. Okay, say... Ooh, okay, Katie, let's put this in the context of, like, hunting, though, which is what the majority of guns in America yes, are Yes, which is why for. I said I understand why we need real guns. I'm not saying we replace all of them. I'm just saying... You know, someone gets upset at their girlfriend. This guy has a history of domestic abuse, so he shouldn't be able to get a gun. But, oh, look it. Somehow he gets a hold of one. If that's a Nerf gun, he shoots her. Nothing happens. I think that's a great idea in theory, but I don't think it's... Okay, how about this? So you know how a lot of states have 24-hour waiting periods before you can actually purchase the gun you want? Correct. And I don't have to tell you how much I endorse that because in the states that do have it, like Massachusetts and California, the amount of murders and suicides and stuff go down a lot. But um, people, I'm sure, get upset about that. So you give them a Nerf gun for 24 hours. I think they might actually get mad or they get a Nerf gun. They might shoot. <laughs> and then they the come Nerf back gun. to get the real gun the next day. And Maybe guess what? they don't need it anymore because they, they were like, you know home. what? I don't want to make light of suicide because it's a big issue and again i don't want to make light of it but if you're suicidal and you want a gun and you go and buy a gun and they give you a nerf gun you're going to be like what the actual fuck and guess what <laughs> you can't commit suicide anywhere because you don't have a gun well there's other ways yeah, you can but like, still commit suicide Katie. but yeah. not with the nerf gun okay i nerf guns i'm just saying will solve more issues than we know of right now than what they are right now I think that and maybe therapy and a national conversation <laughs> regarding gun reform and how we use I'm that. I'm not saying that isn't necessary. <laughs> okay. Um, what that, do you want to see more of? <laughs> more of? Oh, I didn't think about that. Um, I gave you the homework. I only thought about what I wanted to cut. Um, okay. I can give I, you uh, mine. What, what is do you yours? Think? Mine is um, – I thought of it was something else and then I had this conversation with you and now I want more quaddy sister band Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, performances. And current day, too. I feel like if you guys brought this back together, you could really. 
Well, I mean, sometimes we do like little things together. Like we play Christmas carols. Grace doesn't really play any instruments. But oh my god, do you guys want to help me with something? Piano or guitar, and I'll play violin. Do you guys want to help me with something next Christmas? Yeah. Um, I think it'd be really funny if I went caroling, but just like by myself, <laughs> just you. And I was gonna make like a YouTube video out of it, honestly. And it was gonna be someone recording me, and I just knock, and I'm like we're carolers and they're like we <laughs> and i just i don't have the music with me or anything and i'm just singing. like just hear those sleigh bells ring ding, 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 too. but if i had like a guitar you guys could really help me with that yeah that's more kate special i don't really know guitar that well you but. can bring your violin can you play the violin on the move uh i have to be standing well i mean you can it would not be any good will you okay Perfect. Does this and I don't, does what I just laid out for really you sound good at all? Out in the cold, like that won't oh. work because wood shrinks. Oh, oh, wood does shrink. Damn it! All right. Well, well, I guess it's just me and Kate then. I could. Yeah. <laughs> I'll. I'll. Kate can do that. That's you fine. can record. Sure. I'll. I'll sign up for that. Okay. Um. So look out for that. What would you like to see more of? Um. Hmm. I don't know. More podcasts from Katie Brissett. Oh, thank you. In the future. You'll get your bonus that we talked about beforehand. Yes, thank you. Soon. Thank you. <laughs> um, it was a pleasure to have you on the podcast, Thanks Anna. Thanks for having me. This of was course. really fun. It was fun. I haven't talked to you in a while, and this was amazing. This was amazing. Okay. Um, guys, stay tuned for the next episode. Bye. <laughs>